Hey guys, it's time to geek out. This week we're talking about Steve Jobs. We're going to be talking a little bit about Transformers and a few movies that are coming out. Sony is also going to be releasing some gaming bands. And we're also going to be talking about a purchase that Microsoft did this week. I'm Steve. I'm Jason. I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And let's geek out. <laughs> Hey guys, we're gonna start. We're gonna start off uh, this week with a little bit of a topic that you know some of us are uh, sensitive here when we talk about Microsoft because Mike, you know, he's such a Sony fan. But uh, we're gonna kick it off with uh, Microsoft uh, purchasing the uh, physics engine Havoc this week. Uh, they made the announcement that they made the purchase, and I'm gonna kick it over to Jason here right now uh, to get his opinion on it. Uh, he knows a little bit more about it than we all do. So, Jason, what the hell is Havoc? So when you say I know a little bit more about it, I, I don't know what you mean. I mean they bought, they they bought the company Havoc, so that you they, educated you educated us before the podcast as to actually what it is. So you're it's now, just your responsibility to it, tell our viewers. It's, it's just a gaming engine, man. It's like it's like real uh, Unreal Engine. You know, they they use it to build games. I don't know what more Great. you need. Great. <laughs> And I mean, Microsoft (laughs) probably specifically bought it because, I mean, a lot of their first party games use it. Uh, Halo, Crackdown, you know, those types of games, they all. So I have a question. What what does this mean for, I mean, uh, is there any third party companies that were using Havoc Engine and will Microsoft continue to license it out or is it going to is it going to come in house and be like first party or strictly for developers that work for Microsoft? Personally, I get the feeling they're going to license it because, I mean, why wouldn't they, right? They'd make a shitload more money if they did it that way. I mean, they they, they could realistically bring it in, but keep in mind, Phil Spencer recently talked about how uh, he doesn't like third-party exclusivity deals anymore either. So, I mean, it seems more reasonable and in line with what they're doing that they just license the engine out and, and continue it forward. It's just... Uh, well, they announced that they're going to license it out, though. They, they, they said they're going to continue licensing its development tools. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it just it just makes so sense. So, basically, Microsoft's now making games for the competition. Essentially. It's like, it's like how with uh, they make, like, money off every Android phone sold. Now they're going to make money off every fucking video game sold. So, and, basically, uh, Microsoft is just everybody. Yeah, they, yeah. Exactly. They, they win. They win. We, like, we are they're, Microsoft. They're just like, you know, Sony, yeah, they're beating us in the gaming race, but uh, we make money off every game they make, so whatever. Like, I yeah. don't know. There was, some, there was <laughs> an interesting article I was reading the other day that we were having a quick chat about on Facebook regarding Sony and the PlayStation there. And uh, remember back in the day, PlayStation sales, everyone was talking, oh, fucking, you know, Xbox One's going to be shit. Need an internet connection. Can't take your games to your buddies. Can't buy pre-owned games. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's starting to switch and like, oh, fuck, yeah, Xbox One. Yeah, that's where it's at. PlayStation 4, to which, Mike, in your defense, you were on the, uh, I don't understand why you fucking assholes didn't buy a PlayStation 4 because I've got one and you guys don't have one. So then what did I do? I went out and bought one and you and I never played a game together. So then I sold it 
And now I'm thinking about getting a new one. But now, anyways, people are bitching and complaining about things like the menus. Sony hasn't done enough in their updates to do what they have to do. Well, there's a serious truth to that. I'll, I'll talk about that because, um, you know, first off, th- there are some really great exclusive games that, that Sony has. And they do have the whole indie market locked down. But um, they haven't really had a great release schedule, I would say, like in terms of content uh, and gaming. And in terms of uh, what Microsoft's done, particularly with the... Uh, like upgrades to the dashboard and new features and new content, uh, they seem to have really kind of stepped it up. We're still not to that kind of dream thing that they had originally pitched, with uh, you know the ability to share virtually your games to other people and things like that. Someday, I hope that people just realize that hey, everything's kind of gone digital anyway. So it'd be great to actually get to that kind of stage of of gaming now that you know internet connections are starting to get. Well above, you know, the 500 megabit mark. Um, I think that is, uh, other than Steve, by the way, uh, I think that is actually uh, a possibility to actually have these these really like you know truly online virtual uh, console systems that you can share your games and things like that. And Microsoft seems to be much much closer to that realization now with their cross platform like Windows 10 type thing happening. Sure. So no, that's exciting. I, I mean. mean I don't know. It's one of those things where it's so good to see that the two consoles are actually combating going toe-to-toe a lot closer than originally people thought they were going to be. Everyone thought that Sony was literally going to blow Microsoft out of the water on this. So, Yeah, I definitely think that uh, I mean, Microsoft's made some big strides to catch up, for sure. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead, buddy. We keep cutting uh, you off there. No, it, it's funny It's funny that uh, you know you mentioned some of the things that Microsoft was doing in the beginning. And like I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell you anybody who has lent a game out to somebody else with another Xbox and nobody plays the screen. But, you know, still, I don't know anybody who suffers from those problems. I mean, everybody was bitching and complaining about all these problems, and these problems are non-existent. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with Mike on this. You know, people start need to start realizing, you know, that we're moving into a digital age. Um, like, a lot of people can probably see behind me, you know, my physical copies of games. I love having physical copies, but it's slowly moving to uh, where we're going to be going digital. So, I mean, it, it's good that, you know, Microsoft is branching out and, you know, not just saying, saying mm. hey, you know, we're just going to do games for Microsoft and that's it. You know, let's help the other people out. You know, maybe they can have a mutual um, relationship and maybe we might see you know, Uncharted coming to Microsoft later on. I doubt it, but, you know, that's uh, hope. But, uh, well, I think them buying Havoc's uh, a good thing, man. Yeah, I think I mean, that this... obviously what they've done, they've obviously done it right. And I think it's exciting news for everybody that Microsoft purchased Havoc. And I think you're going to see that in the video game stuff coming forward. So, But uh, sticking with gaming, guys, uh, Sony is, is launching some wearable game, gaming bands with PlayStation VR. And uh, we talked about PlayStation VR there about a week ago. And uh, uh, guys, just speculation. What do you think is going to be coming with these bands? Do you think it's going to be competition to the apple watch the android wear um, or is this going to be strictly gaming and whatnot so i think these gaming bands are more um from what i looked at uh they have more to do with being able to interact within the virtual world that uh, the sensors are going to like recognize you wrap this thing around your wrist and the sensors are going to recognize your hands in front of you and things like that in actual gaming environments from what i'm understanding i don't think it actually has much to do with uh watches and android wear and that type of thing although maybe they add that as functionality but uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think that's what the uh the actual technology is but about. do you think that i mean and we've had this conversation a few weeks ago i mean at this point with the way and steve you had brought it up before i mean 
motion on a console now things like your connect you know back the old nintendo Wii, the playstation move which i still don't know anybody who owned one of those um i, I just don't understand why you had one okay you put your hand that's awesome all right i owned one i don't have it anymore okay did you, well, have, the, did you have the harry potter game is that why you had it no no i had it Man. first of I all if that was a shot at harry because... potter we're fighting no, no, it wasn't okay. a shot at Harry Potter. I just, that was the only game I know that used that fucking But I'm just saying, but are these wristbands essentially there I, uh, to track movement? Like, is that what they're there for, to, to be able well, to use? You know the light ball that they had on those, Absolutely. those, those yeah. move things? Basically, that's what it is. It's They're okay. putting two little light dots on your wrists, and, like, essentially in conjunction with the camera that's looking at you, and you, you got to remember, you have the headset on, so you're not looking at all this shit like you were in the old days. No. Essentially, you're immersed into the world, and... I think it'd be a very different thing to move your arm and see some kind of virtual arm move in front of you at the same time. That, I think, would add just a level of realism to anything. You add that in conjunction with their little light controllers there that they had. I think you, I think you're seeing, yeah, I think like the actual interaction capabilities would be pretty intense. And I could just imagine that Harry Potter game being just... <laughs> I, I want to be Ron Weasley. Oh my god! I, I swear want. to God, plat, plat, <laughs> just picture myself running into the uh, to, into the platform wall as I try to get into Hogwarts. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I bought I bought him for golf, so I'm not gonna lie. I bought him for golf. You don't uh, strike me as much of a golfer, Mister DeCosta. That's outstanding. I uh, I I don't I, I I it's the sport that I'm trying to get into. It's just it's kind of it's a bit of an expensive startup, but. So it's something I've always had an interest in. So, so you I've just figured you'd really... start by investing in the PlayStation Move and see if that would get you to where you want to be, eh? I figure I'd start with pretend, pretend I just, I was Tiger Woods, you know? And I just I just my, picture Steve my girlfriend in a digital realm. I just picture Steve going to E B games like I'm gonna be the next Tiger Woods. Uh, you PlayStation Moves. Like that's where uh, where I can start. I need to have my girlfriend smash the fuck out of my Escalade with my PlayStation Move because it's the closest thing I have to a golf club. Oh shit. Oh my. But let's think, let's talk about some smashing things and uh, uh, Transformers. They do a lot of smashing, and apparently they're going to be smashing things for another four movies. Smashing box um, offices. Smashing box offices but i mean this, this is funny this series and like we were discussing before the podcast like this series people walk out of the movie and they're like that's absolute shit i want to see it again <laughs> like it really it seems like that like like this movie people hate hate this movie yet it destroys box office I, you, need, I you need to do me a favor steve and stop fucking getting so animated when you talk you're you're so mobile when you're moving around shit's getting weird <laughs> Literally, you're like you're so amped up and moving. But uh, but I mean, Transformers. I mean, is a <laughs> but Transformers is such a is such a huge franchise. You know, it's made a lot of money. We're gonna get four movie four more movies in the next uh, ten years. Guys, what do you think? I here's the thing. I think it's popular kind of to hate on Michael Bay. I'm not saying he's like the greatest director in the world or anything like that. But I don't know what. What do you guys expect from a Transformers movie? Uh, like, I don't go to those films thinking excessive fucking plot and, you know, a deep driven story. I want robots to beat the shit out of each other and transform into cars. Like, that's what I'm going to see. You know what you're getting with a Michael Bay movie. If you're going in there for anything other than that, then fucking why waste your time? So, so let me just put this out there because 
here, like, I don't understand how Michael Bay hasn't just done this. Take the animated movie from 1985. I think it was 85, 87, somewhere around there. Anyway, and translate that directly into fucking a scene Mike, for a, scene. A Michael Bay movie. Just Absolutely. put real like that right there. I would pay to see over and over again because and we had a little taste of it at the beginning, not the last movie, but the movie before when they were um, it was like they were on like some robot planet. I don't know if it was actually uh, Cybertron. Like it, Cybertron, it, it, it but was Cybertron. Was it Cybertron? Okay. So, I mean, like, was we, had, we had a taste of it. Wouldn't it be just amazing for them to just like fucking I want them to digitally insert the people into the movie versus digitally insert the robots into the like the live action shit. I want like it to be all just robots. Fuck the rest of it. I want to see like well, one th- one thing. Finish it. You know, you finish. No, no. I was just saying. I want to see like the giant robots. I want to see like, uh, you know, the Dinobots. I want to see the Insecticons. I want to see them join together. I want to see Beast uh, Wars. The, I want to. <laughs> no, I don't want any of that bullshit. None of that stuff. No fucking way. I hate that stuff. But I do want to see uh, like I want to see the story of Optimus Prime dying. I want to see Rodimus Prime. I want to see. All of that stuff. You know when this, this the series started to fall to shit? When? when Megan Fox and Michael Bay decided to fucking start yelling at each other on the internet and calling each other stupid names and fucking shit just fell apart. Like, yeah, you can't tell me you didn't have a good time with the first Transformers the movie. The first Transformers movie was like very much like the origin stories of the Transformers. It was fucking pretty damn close. And, and kudos to them for doing it. But they fucked it up somehow between – that was like the first episode of Transformers the cartoon – why did he not just continue with some of the great episodes of Transformers and move it into, like, once they did the movie and then moved beyond that in the cartoon, why are we not there yet? How is it we have four of these fucking movies and the last one was, like, two hours too long? It just, like, whole new cast, two hours too long. I was, like, tired by en- the end of it, just wondering, <laughs> what am I watching this for still? Like, um. Two, two things. Uh, one, I actually never liked the design of the Transformers. I think they're too busy. Like, there's too many moving, transforming parts. Like, they transform, like, dude! Robots, no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> That's what they're supposed there's, to do. There's too much. Yeah. Them. Like, I like the older Transformers. You know what, you know, Steve? Like, I'm going to agree with you. I do think well, that... Well, I think you're both fucking crazy. Although the complexity is pretty interesting that they were able to kind of like pull here. off... The truth is, is that I look for that classic, like, Optimus Prime, the the, the toy. I was a big toy collector. Yeah. I'm looking for so, that. What, I'm going to draw it out here. This is the old Transformers here. This is the new Transformers. Yes, you're 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 kind of <laughs> right, Steve. Like, okay. <laughs> and you probably shouldn't write Fastbender's a big dick right above those logos there. That's uh, just throwing that out there. But anyways, yeah. but no, I, I do see what you're saying. But ultimately, you got to take with what they've got. And at the end of the day, you're taking a real-life transport truck, which has fucking hundreds of thousands of parts to make it transform into a real... I, I, the, only, the only problem I had with Optimus Prime, per se, and I know I'm not the only person out there, was the fact that the fucker had lips. Like, he yeah. had a moving mouth. I, I, I didn't... I wasn't okay with that. Other than that, I was gung-ho. I liked it. Uh, I was always entertained uh, other the than the last thing, one. Huh? Uh, the last thing that I hated was the fact that 
excuse me, in every single shot, pretty much, there's an American flag. Yeah, especially well, I mean, in the last. Stop one. being, stop being so fucking. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Realistically, these franchises get rebooted not for the fans of the '80s series. Like they're trying to bring people in. They make it as a popcorn summer blockbuster flick. Yeah, but rebooted. Like, yeah. re, like oh, yeah. bring the but, story back, do the story again, and bring a whole new generation. If it but, worked on me, it'll work on a new generation. But I, I think that was the point of trying to get uh, Mark Wahlberg to replace fucking Shia LaBeouf. Like, come on. Hey, Mark Wahlberg, do, not do it! Listen, Mark Wahlberg fought the Transformers. He's the only human being capable of going toe-to-toe with fact. giant transforming robots. And honestly, he was probably Listen, the only... They've rebooted, Spider-Man. they've rebooted Spider-Man three times. They can reboot Transformers at least once. So is there any news on whether this is going to be a reboot? Or are they still going to just sequel I, the hell out of this I, thing? I think they're sequeling it they're because, sequel, yeah. I mean, Ugh, man. the, this fourth one was technically like it's the start of a new era. Trilogy. Yeah. Except Mike, it was exactly the same as the last ones. Yeah, and but Michael Bay did come back. <laughs> Michael Bay did say on Twitter that he, he has not confirmed whether or not he'd be directing. He just kind of said uh, he's what, been chatting about it. So What I wouldn't give for a Christopher Walken cameo. <laughs> all I want, Michael Bay, if you ever see this, all I want is Bad Boys 3. I know oh, it's been officially it's done. It's Man, it's just, coming. Yes. make it happen. Fucking good answer. Good call, just, Steve. Just, Make it happen because Bad Boys Two, so good. Everybody it has wants the to best see more Mike Lowry in cinema. Hey, it has movie. the best car chase sequence in cinema. It's got, but, it's got uh, the I best. Disagree, I disagree with that scenes. statement wholeheartedly. First of all, big fan of the old. Remember the what was it the second Matrix when they were flying through the fucking highway on the motorcycle? That was pretty trash. cool. But I, yeah. I have to say the born uh, the born identity. Oh, had fact, the coolest. Yeah. Car chase scene. In ever fact, made. the Italian job was also good with all the uh, the Italian job back was... then. I think uh, Speed was just a whole big car chase, right? So I mean, that was great. I know. Anyway, God. moving on to some solemn news. Uh, today does mark the uh, four-year anniversary. Yeah, four years uh, since uh, uh, our beloved visionary genius, amazing person, Steve Jobs, left us. Uh, Steve Jobs did pass away four years ago today, and uh, this kind of moves into our story where my note Fassbender is a dick comes from uh, but first we're just going to say you know it's been four years and you know let's not get oh. ahead of ourselves here Steve I mean at the end of the day I think it's not a secret that every one of you guys know that I would love and fucking probably take a shot in the chin from Steve Jobs all I'm saying to you guys is this and that is let's not get too crazy here at the end of the day steve jobs was an asshole there's no ifs ands or buts about it oh 100 anybody who's about to see that new steve jobs biopic that's coming out is going to realize you know what the guy was a prick the guy operated off slave labor the guy stole all the ideas from like he he used i saw you know when when he was paid his first amount of money for his first job he lied to was about it gave him a small check kept the rest like he's a prick and apparently a terrible father but ultimately, what I'm saying is... <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, really it's the feel? truth. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. And he's, he's even open. Well, he's not anymore. But, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> Stop being disrespectful. This but I'm saying... This is the worst tribute I've ever heard to somebody <laughs> I, who passed away. No, <laughs> I just no, want to say... We mi- he, we miss you, you dick. Oh, my God. No, I, I love Steve Jobs. <laughs> no, and I think what the, I know, he changed I know what the tech world. 
We wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be recording all this shit on my iMac today if it wasn't for him. He literally has changed the <laughs> technology world. But ultimately, that's where he's a visionary. And you're right, Steve. I mean, he is an icon. I miss that man every day. Yeah. I, I, I would love of- to know what his opinions would be on what Apple's doing with their company today. I know that people are like, oh, fuck, you probably oh, go to the fucking same. pencil. He'd roll over in his grave. No, you know what? Fuck you. No, he wouldn't. I think he'd be very proud of what Tim Cook's done with this company. And I think that, uh, you yep. know, every day I wish he'd come back from the dead hologram here's style a la Coachella. Here's a here's the thing. Uh, that would be in a wicked movie. I, Steve Jobs coming back be from awesome. the dead. Regardless of, what, regardless of what you think about this guy, like, you know, the guy would never hid the fact that he's a dick. Like, he, you know, he, he never, like... When people would write stories about Steve Jobs as a dick, you know, you know, I mean, he's an asshole. He never denied it because. Nope. But now, with that, he drove people to be the best that they could possibly be to make the best companies. I mean, when you think about some of the products that we're using today, tablets, phones, the MP3 player, the this all, all like what, a few years ago, not such now, but a few years ago, what did you compare these phones to? Is that like an iPhone? Is that like an iPad? Is that like an iPod? So he changed the world. He revolutionized the music industry with iTunes. So, I mean, the man is... He's a fucking a genius. Visionary. And I, I'm with you on this one, Chris. I would like I would like to see, you know, get his opinion on, excuse me, the um, the, uh, the the way Apple's going right now. And I had a discussion there a little while ago when I, when the iPad Mini came out. And I was one of the people who was like, you know, I don't think Jobs would approve of this. You know, he always said a 7-inch tablet was not good. But I, 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 I kind of go back on my words a little bit now because... Because you have one and like it, that now, Steve Jobs would like that. He's somebody who was no, no, not even, not even that. I think he was somebody who recognized markets. He would, if he was still alive today, he would have recognized that the market is changing and the consumer is want is wanting different things. He, I, I think everything would have came out. The maybe not the way it looks, but I mean, definitely, they these products would have come out. And he would have said, "You need this. You want this." I spent a little while ago going through some uh, some videos of him, and the thing is, is he, he never talked about specs. He never talked about the internals or anything. He talked about how it will work in your hand and how it will change the way you do certain things, like how the iPad changes the way we we view internet. And he didn't have to say anything. He just sat there on the stage. Man, look at this. This is fucking awesome. So I mean, the man was the man might not have been a programmer. He might not have been somebody who, who you know, could have done I mean, visionary. No matter what you think of him. But and that being Fast said, Jason's going to play him in a movie. Jason and Steve, yeah, I want to get your opinions on this because I mean, the whole topic started. I mean, yes, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. I miss you every day, and God damn it, I wish you fucking I wish you were here today. But that being said, guys, I mean, this whole concept started because there's there's some controversy going on around. Uh, you know, basically Michael Fassbender calling Ashton Kutcher an asshole or something along those lines for basically his portrayal in the Jobs movie the first time. And, uh, I mean, are you guys excited for this movie? I mean, Aaron Sorkin, in my opinion, we talked before the podcast, is a genius. I think he's going to write a great movie. The cast is great. The only thing I wasn't so set on at first was Seth Rogen playing the Waz. But ultimately, I've gotten on board. I've accepted it. So what are your guys' thoughts? I read the book. Yeah, so did I. And it was, I mean, it's a massive read. Uh, and it's it's epic in scope. I'd like to see like where Aaron Sorkin he 
I, I think he works better when he has too much source material mm-hmm. and he's able he's really able to like pare things down and rewrite and rewrite until it becomes a two hour movie, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what aspects of that book that they really put into play. So far from the previews that I've seen, it looks like uh, well, he's coming across as kind of like the hard ass and uh I'm sure they're doing that on purpose because they really want to separate themselves from the last Jobs movie, which he kind of came across as visionary or, you know, lucky dude who kind of made his way. Um, You know, so the last one was like a a nice portrayal, but this one I think is maybe a little bit going to be a little bit more on the realism side, which is he's not the guy you saw on stage introducing the iPhone. He's He's a hard-ass boss who drove his employees fucking insane, basically, to the point of where many of them left the company because they just couldn't work with him anymore. But in the in the time that they were with him, they did the best work, and most of them would say that. They did the best work they ever did. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Did anybody catch uh, Rogan, Seth Rogan on Fallon last week? Or no. this week, uh, basically, he was talking about because they were setting it up, right? They did a skit. Actually, the Waz was on the show too, which was really cool. But ultimately, they had the he they had Seth Rogen talking about you know the movie and what it's about, and basically what it is, it's four different Apple keynote events and what goes on basically behind the scenes, upcoming to that keynote. Four big, big, big products that that, that Apple has announced before, obviously, the passing of. Uh, the legendary icon. But anyways, yeah, so I, I'm fired up. But I mean, Jason, you're sitting over there and, and I know that whether you love them or you hate them and you don't love Apple products or you love some and not others, but at the end of the day, what are your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I hope it's the last biopic we have for at least a little while because, I mean, what's this, the third one we've done since he died? <clears throat> Correct? Second? It's the second like feature film and then there's been a, a few pretty decent documentaries about the actual you know, man himself. Yeah. The I mean, Justin Long one, the, the parody video on that was on Netflix was absolutely <laughs> fucking phenomenal. 100% that, yeah. true. 100% true. That will probably do more justice to the Steve Jobs story than anything that comes That after. he and Billy Corgan took ecstasy at Woodstock and it made him come up with the idea for the iPod. Yeah. I, sorry, uh, I'm not buying it. I think the Ashton Kutcher one was utter shit. Um, I don't know. I, and I don't know about this one. The trailer, I mean, to me, I know we talked about this a bit before. The trailers make it seem a bit melodramatic. I might actually give it a shot to see because it, it, like Mike said, it does seem to be closer to the uh, to the actual, you know, the actual novel that, or not novel, but the biopic that came out about him. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshat, but uh, I don't put him up on as high of a pedestal as you guys obviously do. Um, you know. Uh, Here, here's my defense in that I don't put him up on a pedestal because he made some of the greatest products that I love. I put him up there because honestly, when and and, and Chris, you've watched uh, the Man in the Machine uh, recently. When you when you sit down and that that does not make any you know that does not sugarcoat Steve Jobs. That makes him to be exactly what he was. But I mean, this man changed tech. Yeah, he so- changed it. Period. I'm just going to counter – I'm not going to counter it, Jason, but I'm just going to bring up that like I would, I would put um, Bill Gates on the same level. Yeah, I would, no. I would, I, put, uh, I would put Elon Musk up that high as well. I, I, you know, I would just say that there are people who really are kind of visionaries and I think that's where we all kind of get our love for this man is that he definitely 
whether whether you like his products or not, he definitely added contextual, you know, like information to the technology. The motherfucker right? gave us Pixar. Like Pixar. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will correct you on that, Chris. He owned Pixar. George Lucas gave us Pixar. That's right. I, I like. I agree with you, Mike. Like, I think. I think Jobs sits on the same pedestal as like Bill Gates or, you know, people at that time who were very, you know, they built these companies out of their fucking garage yeah. and built these first products. And then the, the companies just got big with the tech boom and their roles changed within the company. Like, I definitely am not going to sit here and say Steve Jobs, like, didn't have a hand in anything that he did. He obviously did. I mean, out of. All of those people from back then, he was probably the only one who was, you know, he was at every keynote pitching his products. You know, he was there selling it. He was the He's face. He's the greatest salesperson to ever live. Yeah. Oh, like, and I mean, to talk about what Steve was saying earlier about how, like, uh, you know, some people say, like, oh, well, Jobs would never release the Apple Pencil or the seven inch iPad. Yeah. Jobs had a habit of only talking about you know, what was coming out then, right. what was coming out now. Yeah. He never talked about, like, so, a year down the road or two years down the road. He he changed his pitch to the tune of the market, which was very key. I mean, that's – you guys have exactly. all sold stuff before. So think- Jobs, of course, he would actually have released that pencil yeah. and said, you know what? This is the Back greatest thing then, ever. <laughs> we, he's he's going to pitch what he needs to pitch because yeah. he's going to sell whatever he's selling. Yeah. So – if he tells you that you don't need a stylus because your finger is the best stylus that's out there, then that's the truth, and he's going to make you believe it. On and a four-inch screen, it was the best stylus. Yeah, it was the best. So now we've moved on to bigger screens and a stylus, and and he would have been the salesperson for that because why not? If he created all this other stuff and said, don't pay attention there, and now he says, well, what else do I sell? He's going to go create all the other stuff and bring it in and say, now it's the best. And then he'll probably go back to what he did before. And I mean, you know, like, realistically, to cap this off, like on, on my part of it, like, you know, I don't love Apple products, but it's not because I think they're terrible products or anything like that. I think Apple has a very good habit of only releasing something when they know it's going to work for them. I mean, that's smart business. I, right, like look at the Apple Watch. They what waited about, until. The are you going to buy an Apple car? <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> you're I mean, so like, judgmental. I know, right? I mean, Apple. It's like I don't know. I sold their products. I worked with you guys for quite a while. Like you know, the iPhone was a very solid smoke. You have somebody come into your store, never had a fucking smartphone before. I want you iPhone. Gonna, you weren't going to sell them the complicated Android or the BlackBerry that wasn't being used anymore. It it's grants the you iPhone. three wishes. Still the best episode. Still the best thing ever. It's like, it, but why it do you want an iPhone? It prints fucking money. But it prints fucking money. I want iPhone. Like, here, I don't know. Their products are solid. Like it's it's just a matter of you know I I don't personally enjoy using them, but I'm not going to sit here and say they make shit product or anything well, like you'd that. You'd be wrong. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about their product, Jason. And uh, first, first of all, uh, my just my take on the on the movies. Uh, I think Kutcher looks more like Jobs than Fassbender does. Fact. I think um, that movie really brought out the more human side of Jobs. You know, the whole hippie Jobs and stuff like that, and you know, the visionary. I think Fassbender is going to bring out the actual personality of the man. Um, but just just um, my final thought, and I, I, I think you guys might agree with this, um, the difference between Gates and Jobs was Gates created a lot of software. 
and he created good software and he created great operating systems. But what Jobs did with all that software and all that operating system is he made it appealing to the average person. He made computers, he made smartphones, he made tablets, he made MP3 players. He made it convenient for somebody to just pick it up and use it and understand it right then and there because he he made it personal and that was his biggest thing with all with his computers when he first started he wanted it to be a personal experience he didn't want it to just be another technology thing just sitting there he wanted the personal experience with it so i think that's where his vision comes from is the fact that he wanted to appeal to a wider audience so and i don't know if his you guys agree with that the pot that he smoked well that too but i mean <laughs> That's that's where he differs in the tech world between him and Bill Gates. Is Bill Gates created the software and he was a revolutionary software developer and he created software, you know, that we're still using today and that is continuing to grow. But the difference between the two of them is, yeah, I find Gates built software, was great, but Steve Jobs took that software and said, Hey, here we got a lot of great software, but I'm not gonna bore you with the details. I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna improve your life. I just I just wonder what it'll be like, uh, you know. Hopefully not soon, but I wonder what it'll be like when Bill Gates passes away. If people will change their tune a little bit about that, because right now we're recording this using software that Microsoft provided to us for free. So well, that's only because we wanted yeah. to avoid using what Google provided us for free every other week, <laughs> which is <laughs> ironic. But there you go. But uh, but I get I guess you know just the way it is you know. And but I mean the reason that we're using a lot of this software is because of these guys. You know, let's not worry oh, about you know where these guys fit on the totem pole of tech. Let's like. Without Steve Jobs, without Bill Gates, you know, we would not be sitting here today. Um, these guys, both of them. Well, no, I'd be sitting here. I we'd be sitting here, be yes. recording a podcast. We, we would, you know, I wouldn't be looking into my Logitech camera. I, would, I wouldn't be using my iPhone. I, I wouldn't be I'd using be my... I'd be playing on my, on my IBM game box. Or <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> You'd I mean, be playing these some guys... version of, like, Snake Adventure or something like that. These, these guys were pioneers. Atari these guys would still were... be around. That'd be amazing. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, people like Elon Musk are, um, are you know, paving the way for the new generation of uh, Elon Musk is a pioneers. genius. Anyways, so, and a lot of these guys, topic. you know, they, they look at Steve Jobs as revolutionary. I mean... And I don't think Will I Am is the best example to talk about the revolution of music. But I mean, you know, the reason we have a lot of the way we download music now is because of Steve Jobs decided to create an idea called iTunes. Steve Jobs and, created pirating? I think yes. he just tried what? I think I think Steve Jobs saw Napster and thought, how can I make this better for me? Uh, but uh, but know. yeah, I mean Actually you're probably right. You, you know, are right? probably right. Right. And you know, the impact that he had on Pixar uh, you know, when he bought Pixar, Pixar was just a, a just a like an idea that George Lucas created uh, and to create this computer to do computer animation. You know, for movies, animated films, and stuff like that. But you know, Steve Jobs bought it. He sold it to Disney, and Disney now. I mean, there's not a kid in the world that doesn't know what a Pixar movie is now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. But uh, but yeah, guys, I mean, that's my final thoughts. I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts for this. I week. don't even really think we covered the whole point of. Whether or not we think Fastbender being a dick's okay, I think I, we kind of completely I th avoided it. I think uh, I think uh, they have a very strong. There's a lot of strong uh, people behind this movie. Uh, oh. We're we're forgetting Danny Boyle. I mean, is the director? I mean, Train Spotting, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. You know, anything that that man touches is always great. Um, I think Fastbender is a kick-ass actor anyway, so Agreed. I think he's going to take it on. 
Uh, one movie, if uh, just off a side topic, one movie, if you guys want to check out a good Fassbender movie, Frank. Uh, that's a fucking hilarious movie, but it's a great movie uh, for the actor. Great, great film. Um, I'm with you, Chris. I'm. I was never really sold on Seth Rogen as uh, as Waz. Um, I think there's other people out there that could probably do a better job. But even Waz himself said he was super happy with the way he was portrayed. Oh yeah, but I think Fassbender is going to knock it out of the park. Is he going to do a better job of uh, than Ashton Kutcher? Uh, I don't think so because I think they're playing two different sides of the same man. I like the fact, and I'll say this, um, just because as far as the casting goes, the fact that Aaron Sorkin was able to get Jeff Daniels in this movie is just unbelievable. I, I'm a big John, Jeff Daniels John fan. Scully? Yeah, absolutely. And I can That's going like, to be What's weird is that he looks nothing like John Scully, but... Uh, but what were you, you going to say, Chris? Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, if you look at how everything's portrayed and how it's done down, I mean, to me personally, when I first saw this trailer, and I'm sure I'm not the only person, but what this looked like to me... Is the I was just as excited to see this as I was the very first season of the newsroom when this was first announced. It looks like a long two-hour version of Steve Jobs' version of the newsroom and how it's done. You can tell that it's got Sorkin all over it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, what do you what do you think about uh, this movie? Do you think it's going to be a hit? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be. It's being released during hit hit Hollywood season. It's uh, it's definitely got hit painted all over it. It's got potential for. Probably some Academy Awards, maybe for writing, uh, maybe for directing. It'll get an Oscar nom. For I, sure. I don't think Fassbender's going to win an award for acting in it, and and that's just because of the content of that book. I know it, and I know that uh, nobody knows Steve Jobs, so you can act him however you really want. The only way yeah. we've ever seen him when he was on stage, and that's not the one that we're going to. That's not we're going to see parts of that, but we're not going to see that in the movie. So. I don't think Fassbender is going to win an award for it, but I do think that potentially for writing and directing, because um, I mean, Danny Boyle uh, pretty much is golden right now, so it'll be interesting to see. Plus, Train Spotting Two is coming out, boys. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. But fun little fact, though, uh, you were talking about uh, playing uh, when you mentioned the playing Steve Jobs. Waz actually came out and said that he actually likes the portrayal that Fassbender does in the movie, and it is. He actually said, "It's it's Steve Jobs." So, this, well, this is who Tim, he is. At, at the same time, Tim Cook panned it and said that it's nothing. Agreed. Exactly. Like it. so, so you got to take it. With Waz him. has always been kind of on the side of the celebrity side of things. I mean, Dancing with the Stars. He's trying to get his own movie made, but uh, the Big I don't, Bang Theory. I, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, he just doesn't have the profile, and he left. We got to remember, he left Apple way early on, Absolutely. like before any of this stuff ever happened. So, yep. Not to say that he hasn't had his, uh, you know, dabbled in Apple, but... Uh, My question, to... too, is, I mean, as far as the Waz goes, for the most part, I look at it now and I say, you know, with what, when Waz left and how everything, it still surprises me that they always come back to, oh, what's Steve Wozniak think? Mm. Like, at the end of the day, and no disrespect to the Waz, because ultimately... Well, I think it's just because on... they started it together, right? Without like, a question, but that was so fucking baby, long ago. But there's a couple of other people that are ever talked about, like early investors to the company. They basically never even... They'll just say, oh, yeah, and that guy. You know, they don't even, like... There was that guy who the, sold his fucking, yeah. like, Apple stock for, like, five grand, which was yeah, worth, like, thirty seven hundred dollars Yeah, or 700 bucks for, like, $38 yeah. million today or something along those lines. Idiot. Yeah. One one last thing I, <laughs> I, I want to mention, and uh, this actually just came to my mind, uh, just one last topic. Um, we forgot to mention the, uh, some, some Marvel news this week. I just want to end off on this. And one thing I did want to mention is 
I really like the new concept they're going with the television show, Jason. You were mentioning that to us. Oh, with uh, damage control? Yeah. I just actually remembered this, and I just wanted to put it in here right at the very end, just because it's something that I got really excited about this week. So Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught it, but they're ABC and Marvel are making a new... Do you guys watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Let me start there. Oh, 100%. 100%. Thank God. I, ha- I don't. I don't. Damn it, to... Mike! I know. <laughs> I'll just leave right now. Did you see any of the other seasons? So, I've I've saw the beginning of the first season maybe like the first three or four episodes and then i just one of those things that just slipped off for me and i wasn't really buying into slip it back on so here, <laughs> i'll have to start over i know we never mentioned it in the in the intro and yeah, the yeah. topics and stuff like that it was just something that came to my head that i wanted to just mention so, uh, so first off mike agents of shield the first half of season one is kind of shitty yeah stick with it and the rest of it is gold. From the second oh. half of season one, all of season two, and so far the first episode of season three has been but, unfucking real. I'm scared now because I don't know where the movies join in yes, on these seasons. Yes, Look, you'll, you'll, I've seen the movies, so I don't listen, know. Listen, listen. If you catch up and you watch the show regularly, the schedule of the show matches the movie releases. What about Agent Carter? Do I need to watch that to understand what's if, going on? If if you like Haley Atwell, which I don't know why you wouldn't, yes, you should. <laughs> but okay. first, let's focus on let's just focus so, yeah, on Agent so, Shield. Do I yeah, need to so, watch Arrow as well? To okay, know what's okay, going well, on? Well, well, let's Damn not it, get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right. Right. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to get into a huge. Look what you fucking did, guys. Mike, I I have Agents of Shield. I can ensure that you'll get a chance to watch it. Great and. Tell, so, tell yeah, us what Damage Control is, Jason. Dam- Damage Control is uh, it, it's going to be a, a comedy-based TV series about the people that are employed that have to go in and clean up after the superheroes have come and, like, destroyed everyone's lives, basically. And it's not just, like, the physical cleanup. They become, like, wedding planners and, like, you know, they do shit for people that, like, uh. you know, lives have been ruined by this devastation. So basically, uh, after like uh, after the the uh, Avengers movie with the city just in ruins, these yeah, guys have yeah. to go in and like fucking Molly Maid comes and cleans it up. Yeah, um, oh that's, my god! But they're, but they're pitching it as a comedy, which I believe there is a comic series based on these guys. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I have friends that would be way more well versed in this. But I think the I think the comic is in the same vein where it's a bit more of a a comedic take on on the after effects of it. So, I mean, I don't know. It'd be pretty cool. I don't know how well integrated they're going to have it like in with the, uh, with the MCU, probably kind of more vague than, than what's out now. But, uh, Hey, I have, be- I have a question for you guys. And I, I read an article this week and I'm sure I know it's not, it wasn't a new article. It was posted a long time ago, but it was the first time I saw it and it blew my fucking mind. Picture this Marvel movie, the MCU, the Marvel cinematic universe, Stanley, He's in every fucking movie as some clown. And now they're all like, imagine if he was the watcher. Yeah, I've seen that too, which would be uh unfucking believable, but would make sense. It would even make well, it would even make sense in the vein of like him being in the other like the, the other Spider-Man movies, movies like, like, like when, the Spider-Man or Fantastic, you know, in those movies cuz I mean the watcher is like everywhere he's, he's like all the parallel universes and shit anyways so. that was just I, I read that and my mind was blown and i was like holy shit that would be amazing how about this and just just to add to that stan lee the real man 93 fucking years old probably literally has the captain american super soldier serum in his blood right now 
<laughs> what? You, you want to talk about visionaries? You know, we were talking about visionaries. When that man passes away, man, the world is going to crumble. Well, so, well yeah. they'll be sad. Uh, I think the world will stay intact. But I think that, all that, of this stuff has been kind of running on its own for him for like probably the better part of the last 30, 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. exactly. Anyways. But yeah, guys, uh, no, I just wanted to mention that because when we were talking about it this week, I think it's absolute amazing idea. I've always thought about it. You know, what are the people like who clean up after this? But uh, guys, we want to thank you so much for uh, geeking out with us this week. And uh, we want to hear your thoughts and stuff about our just, you know, uh, ideas. You know, what do you think we should talk about? Leave comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes at the podcast section. And don't forget to Find us on SoundCloud, and you can always find reviews uh, coming up on our thoseguysgeek.com page. We're going to be filling it up a little bit more in the coming months. And uh, check us out on Facebook at Those Guys Geek. But, uh, guys, once again, thanks for geeking out with us this week, and we'll see you next week.